The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. This is Dr. Homebrew, and we're back in the studio to talk homebrew, talk beer, and uh, probably complain a little bit, I'm not going to lie. You know, we got the results from the first round of NHC, and uh, I'm going to bitch a little bit, just a smidge. I'm going to be much more metered than uh, I was last time. Um, I decided to complain about my uh, first round NHC uh, scores, but, you know, Hmm. you got to do what you got to do sometime, Brian, you know what I mean? The judges might be listening. I hope the judges are fucking listening. I sent an email, not to the not to the, my judges because most yeah. of them didn't leave any comment or leave any contact information, but to the organizer. And I was like, I know you're getting some static, bro, but I'm gonna have to add to it. I I just I'm sorry. And yeah. then I I kind of I gave him static. When static is needed to be given, you must give it. And so I mean, I wasn't mean, but I was very fair, and I just yeah. explained what I didn't like about it, and uh, just I let them know I'm very unhappy with how things um, how things went down. Anyway, um, before we get into all of that, we have, we have sponsor right two beer. We do. We have we have sponsors. We have uh, beers to talk about. We have a whole bunch of stuff, Brian. Oh, wow. Uh, we have two beers today. We have an imperial stout and a wheat beer. A wheat beer. That's quite a, uh, you know. It's a weird juxtaposition. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? I just kind of went down the line. I was like, oh, I'll just contact this guy and this guy and put the times together. And then I realized when I got in, I was like, oh, that's, um, yeah, that's probably not cool. I'm going <laughs> up against that guy. Yeah. And we're, we're uh, doing the Imperial Stealth first, right, as well. Yes. Which makes, makes yeah. a lot of sense. As, as well, judges. why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Um, we, have our, we now have our uh, check. Check uh, list score sheets here we're doing. So we're just, yeah. uh, we're just say high, medium, or low for everything that we taste. Done. That's it. I think yeah, that's great. Done. I think that's great. I checked um, the box. Before we get to uh, box ticking, I want to thank Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Learn about everything you need to do to make great beer at home. 
Um, I was using a bunch of PBW. You know what? This is what I, I simultaneously hate and love um, about homebrewing when you have to go buy chemicals. Like I was using a bunch of PBW for cleaning because I brewed my uh, second round entry, I suppose, uh, the other day. And I was like, oh, I'm running out of PBW. So I go to the store and I buy some. Then I come back and I use it. And I had I had more than enough to f- complete that round of cleaning. But so I hated it because I I now I have a you know four pound jar of, of PBW at, at my house. But at the same time I love it because now I know mm-hmm. I'll never run out for like three months and it's yeah. great. No, my buddy bought the the big jug. I, I, buy, the, the, I buy the five gallon yeah. uh, pail every time pieced, I buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I think he bought a big box or something. He pieced it off for you know. For friends at the, at the homebrew club meeting, yeah, about a pound, and we all walked out with like a baggie full of white powder. Right, <laughs> hope you guys got pulled over. <laughs> we did, end. yeah. So anyway, five star, pretty cool. If you see them at uh, NHC, please go up to them and say hi. Thank them for sponsoring this show. Um, man, that's next month already. I know, dude. It's uh, it's a yeah, it's coming up fast, man. But I'm looking forward to it. And it'll be fun. So uh, thank you to five star. Appreciate it. Appreciate it bigly. Five star rocks. <laughs> right, I have like a couple minutes to complain right now, so here's my here's my complaint about about the first round of NHC. Um, my my Pivo beer, my smoke beer or whatever, three point three percent beer. I thought it was pretty dead nuts on the style. I'm not saying it was a fifty point beer, but reading the style guidelines and comparing that Tasting to the beer, I got a thirty one and a half. Out of that beer. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm not complaining so much about that. Um, the judge was not a judge at all. He didn't leave his email address at all. Um, and he every box that he could, he ticked alcohol and phenols. <laughs> I, I I honestly I had a route beer in the same competition, and I had the same exact sort of experience. I swear to 30, and you guys tasted that beer. And, and yeah. I don't think it was a 30 and any, whatever. You know, we've all been through judging, but I had there was no feedback really at all. I think they wrote one word. They... I think someone wrote plastic or something on it, which is not even not even true. But that's all I wrote. It was like one word out of the two score sheets they had. And, uh, you know, I, for a while I was for this check checklist sort of thing just because it's like, hey, this competition's about yeah. actually <laughs> advancing. And if you want feedback, do another competition. But at least give me something. At least some com- – there's a room for comments there. So at least right at the end, like – Good beer, you need to do this better. Like, something at least, just to explain why. Like Something, dude. Yes. Be like, uh, on this show, like, like going on? imagine, like, we, we're presented with a beer on this show. JP's like, all right, steer us out to, out to see you with this beer, Brian. I say, um, malty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. And it's I just pretty have to ridiculous. Put boxes. Uh, I it's, don't want to go through that. So, like in aroma, he gives me medium for malt. That's a three point three percent beer. There is no medium malt aroma, but that's fine. Then hops, I get a check mark in low and and like the next one up, right? So it's there's six, yeah. right? So low and 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 kind of high. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Esters, I get low. Phenols, I get low. Alcohol in the aroma, he smelled alcohol in a three point three percent beer, smoke beer. He must have a hell of a nose. Just right? Like, this, guy, this guy should take over my spot in the Was show. Is he judging next to the, the, the barley wines? <laughs> Sweetness. Um, I got two tick boxes in low for a 3.3% beer. That beer is dry as fuck. I'm sorry. Acidity. And then uh, over here where you can do, like, you can tick in malt, hops, esters, or other, there's actually a spot for smoke. That mm. is not ticked. And I got an <laughs> and I and I got an eight out of aroma. So for me, I'm going and and I understand now that the first round is not for me to get feedback on the beers. 
but at least I want a justification for why I got an eight. Yeah. Explain to me why. And these tick boxes don't—they don't tell me shit. They don't tell me anything. Yeah. For flavor, he ticked alcohol. Apparently, alcohol is a flavor now. You can taste uh, acidity. There's a there's a, a tick mark in low for harshness. That beer was harsh. Apparently, on the low side of harsh. Um, hops again. Uh, anyway, I got an eleven. It was bready, grainy, earthy, woody, and smoke and uh, malty. But all of those should have been in that beer. That's the beer. It's the fucking beer. But I got an eleven yeah. out of it. So I think that uh, you know. Um I think a good judge can fill out a regular score sheet as fast as your your typical judge filling out a you know a checkbox score sheet. And I, I'm pretty thorough with those things. I, I go through everything, and you know, I mean, some of them will just go through and kind of check what they're tasting and skip certain things. That's not cool too. But it takes a lot of time to go through and look at every single box and think about each single attribute in there. And it gives you it does. I I will say it gives you a lot of information that you could write out in words. Yeah. The same way. It's a good reminder. I was actually looking at mine while yeah. I was judging these beers last night, and I'm like, hey, I, I forgot about that. That's kind of cool that I saw that. Yeah. But like, how hard is it to say is this appropriate for st- like overall? How is it doing uh, uh, towards appropriateness for style, or is there a major flaw? Like, put that down there. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to say. Everything's really appropriate for style. The smoke may be a little bit low or a little bit higher. Or, yeah. you know, or I don't understand this. Yeah, my head is too far up my ass for me to understand the style of this beer. On, on mine, they missed some of the checkboxes. So that was even better. Yeah. They, the last category, they just missed all the checkboxes altogether. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, well, and you know, it, they didn't bother. They didn't feel like finishing up. So it must have been tired. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm here complaining, and I'm a master judge, and I could be up there, you know, helping them judge, and I didn't do it. So, so it's uh, your in fault. Some way, yeah. It's like I yeah. should have been judging your beer and you should have God damn it. so the yeah so the second beer that he paired the second judge was paired off with him was a national rank again no no judge email uh the national rank judge can smell alcohol and acidity so that's cool <laughs> um he gave me an eight out of aroma but he actually ticked smoke and uh and under malt he he, he checked burnt there's burnt, burnt malt, burnt, burnt, burnt malt. Sorry, um, there's no email. I have his judge number. I'm not going to read it out loud. Uh, but then flavor. I think, I think he ran out of stickers because I had some of his stickers on my. He could have written out his email for God's sakes. He's not crippled. And then for flavor, I got a ten, a ten. Even though the balance was even, there's smoke, and oh, apparently there were high phenols, which could come through at the smoke. Right? I mean. It's not inappropriate for that for a smoked beer yeah. to have phenols. Yeah, I mean the yeah, burnt malt. It's God, like, burnt yeah. malt in the aroma, uh, but not flavor. So that's cool, yeah. I guess, right? But and seeing this guy in his, in the mouthfeel, the finish is dry. So how is it dry if you check low sweetness? I just I don't. Mm. And so I, and then there's astringency in the mouthfeel. Anyway, and I got a seven, um, but everything is medium for st- accuracy to style. I don't even know. The problem is I don't know what style they judge this under, what what categories or how they do this, where they lump everything together because it wasn't under 27E or whatever it was. They lumped it under other smoked beers. Yeah, the AHA so, is a little weird in the way they organize stuff. I'm not a huge fan of the way they pick and choose. I think it's mostly based on keeping the, the categories kind of easy. Even. So they, the last year was the first year of using the new guidelines. So yeah. they took all the numbers from last year and tried to mix them up so that they'd have different, you know, the categories to be somewhat even. Because I think last year they had everything under specialty, and it was like two to one every region, especially the other other categories. So it was just a clusterfuck in that, that mm-hmm. category. Um, I mean, 
you know, this is pretty, it's pretty funny as well. You're complaining, and I'm, I'm complaining too. And you had a beer go through to the second round. Well, so imagine somebody else out there who's who like, didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so the beer, and you know, I won't belabor the fact too much, but the, the beer that went through the second round got a 38, which I think is really low for getting a second. But well, I'm not going to complain about it. But this guy actually, uh, Kevin. He actually wrote words. He actually could form complete sentences with That's his great. hand and a writing implement and told me exactly what he liked about the beer um, and Kevin. what was uh, what was nickname flawed. for Keith? <laughs> That's right. It was, it was actually me. I can't yeah. him. He's signing off Kevin on everything now. I mean, what they, so he gave me a 46, and the other guy gave me a 36. Uh, he gave you a 40, 46 and 36? That's yeah. pretty interesting. Oh, uh, no, 40. Sorry, oh, 40 oh, and a 36. Wow, wow. Yeah. Um, and then this other guy, Michael, he, uh, you know, actually filled things out. These were both. Uh, oh, actually, Kevin wasn't. It's the judge. Kevin, you should be a judge, dude, because you actually did a pretty good job, homie. Um, although I think you're wrong. I'm giving you a 15 out of 20 for flavor, but whatever. Um, anyway, no, I'm stoked that I got a beer go through um, and actually rebrewed. Yeah. I tweaked the recipe out a little bit, and uh, we're already kind of running late, so I won't really. Well, uh, ba- well, it's, it's good, yeah. GP. This is the first time you get, to, you get to see judging, how judging actually works by seeing these score sheets. I know you've, ne- you've never seen it on this show or anything. So that's, <laughs> yeah. It's good that you get a chance yeah. to actually well, and, see and it. Well, and maybe I, and I thought about that. Maybe I am a little biased about it because I, you know, we see it every month. We sit here and talk about it. And don't forget, I'm, I'm a judge. I've done the thing. I've done the stuff. And I just, it was beaten in my head. Like, you, you, you te- explain yourself. It's basically yeah. show your work. And, and, the fa- and I just, I don't know, I didn't really like the fact that, uh, that uh, there, was no, there, were, there were non-ranked BGCP judges. That it took two weeks. That there was a bunch of issues with what was going on. And I wasn't, and the, they, they didn't explain themselves. I just, I don't care what happens. Just explain yourself. If you tell me that you taste banana peels, that's fine. That's what you taste. I understand. But explain to me that that's why yeah. you gave me a low score. That's yeah. what I didn't like. I, I just want were, explanation. You know, there were some issues with Northern California competitions kind of conflicting with each other. And people, you know, things being moved. And there was some, yeah. a little bit of chaos this year in the, the NorCal judging world. So I did hear about some of that. And, I, you know, hopefully it'll be addressed and just... Uh, work itself out next it's, year it's a lot of work i mean we, it's we the did same it one, amount of work i, I, I appreciate the, all those people that, yeah. that take on those comps yeah. i was the judge coordinator in pittsburgh one year the only year we ever had the nationals there for the the first round and we, it took us eight days to do it and we did it every single night for eight days and that last day it was over we we're just like thank fucking god this is over right now <laughs> yeah you know, it was just so much work and you know you need, you need a big judge base and i think a lot of people here were burned out like you said because of other competitions going on and you know we, we're both to blame we didn't go up and, and help them out there either so and um, and what do you do about it right do you do you limit the amount of entries per region at that mm-hmm. point like I, I feel like you should get a letter of commitment from judges six months before your region opens well it's a lot of the state fair they didn't realize you know they've been doing this for a while and they never had state fair competing against them and they moved state fair from what like july to, yeah that's what i mean so, but that's what i mean like get a letter of commitment from the judges hey i will be there on this date this is when we're doing it and then the aha goes okay you have enough judges to be able to have this as a region otherwise we'll just ship it to you know san diego or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean i don't know if that's the real solution but i don't yeah. i just I, I, to me it's not my problem if you don't have enough judges if you don't have enough judges then don't 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 bring in geeks off the street to taste my beer when this is like the national competition. If it was a state fair, I wouldn't give a shit. This is the nationals, man. Everybody wants to make it through. And yeah, I don't it, know that it was for lack of effort. I know they reached out a lot. Yeah. But, and when we did it, I mean, we we tried, we did it for the for 
in Lodi and then in, in uh, Pleasanton when we did the, the regionals. And we were like, we made nice glossy postcards to mail out to judges and like, hey, you're invited to judge in this prestigious competition. It has a medal on it. And I was like, we, I mean, we just, my judge coordinators were like, I, I'm having trouble getting all the judges I need. Let's, let's, let's just go all out and just try. You really have to these days. And I think there's, there's so many more competitions now that it's even harder for the people are, that are doing it. And I don't, I'd hate to, be in their shoes because it's yeah, absolutely so many competitions competing for the judges' time. Yeah, and yeah. Well, and nobody a, wants to fill out those checklist score sheets, so they never. No, start. they're garbage. <laughs> anyway, no. that's my that's my rant. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk to Taylor, who has an imperial right. stout, and uh, yeah, it's Doctor Homebrew, not Dr., not Doctor Complain Brew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now, back to the examination. All right, we are back, my friends. We are back, and we're ready to talk to Taylor as soon as I push this little button. But before we do that, I do want to tell you guys, I want to remind you guys, uh, that tickets are now on sale for the 39th Annual National Homebrewers Conference, a.k.a. HomebrewCon. Join your homebrewing comrades this June 15th through 17th in Minneapolis, the city of lakes, apparently, for three unforgettable days of learning, camaraderie, and delicious beer. Space is limited, so be sure to register now 
at HomebrewCon. Yeah. Watch me win a medal. I'm this pretty might sure be my, my year. They have some lakes there in Minnesota, don't oh, you know? Oh, gee. Oh, for fun. Oh, for gee. lake, for fishing, yeah. for fun. Yeah, for fishing. I've been in the second round like three times now, and cool. I just want... This is my fourth, maybe, third, fourth. I just... I want to win something. But I, but knowing me and the, and the sad fucking bastard that I am is I will be disappointed if I get a bronze. Because <laughs> I just hate myself, apparently. I will be like, oh, well, it's not a fucking silver or gold. That's That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Taylor, are you there, buddy? Yes, sir. I'm, yeah, how are you doing, dude? Good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty all right. Nice. So we had you on last month with an IPA, yeah? Yeah, the big the big diacetyl bomb. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> hey, man. That was a good time. Your, your words, dude, not mine, okay? <laughs> Keith, did you get any, uh, any diacetyl in the stout? No diacetyl yeah. today. Hey, no diacetyl. No diacetyl, yeah. <laughs> I'm We're telling you, better. that beer last time was awful. Yeah. <laughs> How, how did you score on that in the but, Nationals, yeah. the, the uh, diacetyl IPA? How'd that go? What's that? How was the uh, diacetyl IPA in the Nationals? How'd you score on Did you enter it? Oh, oh, they were kind enough to give me an 18, so that was cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just, I'm shocked they didn't we give me nicer. a big old fat zero on it, so. Uh, well, no, they have a, they have a low, low point threshold. It's usually 13, so. Mm, no, okay. Well, I'm five above. If you're above thirteen, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not. It's yeah. not the worst beer they've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably the worst I've ever had. <laughs> so this is an imperial stout. Tell me a little bit about this beer yeah. before we before we start judging it. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, I brewed this one back in December. Um, it was kind of my my play on that whole Mexican hot chocolate thing, except I didn't do the chili powder. So I went with uh, the original design was like cinnamon, chocolate, and coffee was what I wanted. Um, and I don't want to get too much into it um, until after I, I hear the feedback, because it's kind of a funny recipe, but it was, it was just my play on that whole cinnamon, chocolate, coffee yeah. stout thing. Yeah, we, so we judged it as an imperial stout. We didn't see any declared ingredients, and it was marked as a normal yeah. 20C. So that's just what we judged yeah. it as. Yeah, and when I wrote the email out and, and sent even the sheet, I said that uh, I should probably do it as a 30A, which is what I sent it to NHC as, as a 30A. Oh, good. Okay, then, yeah, you can let us know how it did there once when we're done. But, yeah, it, yeah. it might have made yeah. a lot more sense there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, th- I thought I wrote it on the sheet that it, it was a, kind of a question mark. I was in between where I should put it or not, and we decided 30A was the best. So Good, yeah. No, it came with another label for the Humber comp that was like, yeah, just regular 20C. Right. I mean, maybe you changed your mind and and reprinted the labels for the ones you sent. <laughs> I did. I, I did actually the the night before we sent them out. See, there thing. you go. Yeah. Been All right, Brian, you're already going for it, man. Why don't you uh, okay. start us off? You know, in the, in the nose, it has a, a, a pleasant little bit of roast in there, but it's it's very nutty and it's a very big. Uh, we ever had carob? It's like. Um, it's kind of a plant that's meant to taste kind of like chocolate, but it doesn't taste like chocolate. It has kind of a caraby kind of cocoa-like note up front. There's just a lot of chocolate, um, but the, the roast is kind of hiding behind some of these other things. No hops. It shouldn't, you know, shouldn't have a big hop there. Medium low esters. Um, no DMS. No diacetyl. Hints of Yay. kind of diner coffee. I'm um, getting a very low dark fruit, but not much of that at all. Uh, it seems. Clean. The just the balance is interesting. I was trying to you know pick at what's what's there. There's a lot of nuttiness, almost like peanut butter, um, and and um, in the appearance, it's, it has a rich tan-colored head covering a deep black body, really dark, opaque, uh, 
and it uh, the, the head faded after a short while. Um, this one we poured tonight didn't really have any head, any head at all. It just poured kind of flat. Um, so head should, you should throw up a little bit of a head on this thing and, and uh, have kind of a creamy appearance to it. But uh, the head had a kind of medium-sized bu- bubbles. It, you know, there was a little bit of a collar on it, but not too much. Uh, just kind of, there's a little, you can't rouse it. I mean, it shouldn't be super carbonated, but yeah. Um no obvious legs either on the beer. I don't know. It's um, not sure how strong it is there, but uh, or how much residual sweetness is left in it. We'll get to that too. Uh, Flavor-wise, I'd say it's rich, it's richly malty. It's uh, but it's it's balanced less toward the roast and more towards that that nuttiness. A little bit of coffee and a, a big cocoa carob kind of flavor. Lightly ashy in the background. Uh, but yeah, the the, the balance is, is of course way way to the malt. Um, fermentation seems okay. It finishes um, medium dry to me, which is maybe a little drier than I'd I'd want a little more sweetness left in the body. It's it's leaning towards you know dry almost. So uh, some um, some obvious clean alcohol, uh, no hops, low hop bitterness, um, and there's some substantial bitterness from the the dark malts in in here too. So it's kind of you know, it's a bitter beer, but there's not any obvious hop bitterness in there, so it's kind of out of the way, which is good too. Um, Mouthfeel-wise, it's full-bodied beer, but it's it's not too viscous. It's it's kind of uh, medium smooth alcohol warming. It's not biting or harsh, which is kind of nice. It's not too hot. Um, low carbonation, slight creaminess, not too much. Only a hint of astringency. Maybe from those dark malts again, but uh, yeah. Overall, I just thought this was—it's a very big imperial stout. It's got a massive cocoa element and like a huge kind of nuttiness in there, peanut buttery. Um, it's also a bit drier than I hoped, so it'd be nice to leave a hint more sweetness for a better balance in there. Um, or you know, uh, I don't know if this was dry nibbed or not, but you could. If you declared it as dry nibbed for the competition, which you very well may have, we'll find out. Um, it would probably score better. But I, I scored it at a 30 just as an imperial stout. It's a pretty clean beer. It has a lot going for it, but it's just mostly balance issues and, and just kind of leans in kind of a funky way. But it's definitely not an unpleasant beer to drink. I, I enjoyed sipping it. And it's big, and you can feel it in your throat. And it's, you know, yeah, you it's can. a good beer. But, yeah, <clears throat> there you go. What'd you give it? Oh, Sorry, uh, thirty. Okay, thirteen. Thirty even. Oh, thirty. Okay. Yeah, he said thirteen. You give Taylor a heart attack, dude. <laughs> just a mild one for a second. I thought <laughs> I missed her. That's all right. You'll you'll recover just fine. All right, Keith, yeah. go for it. So the the aroma is a mild heart attack. Um, and uh, no, so so I got a, a medium hazelnut, medium peanut character on the on the aroma. Um, Interesting, definitely. A little bit of vanilla, uh, light chocolate, no hops, a um, little bit of coffee as well. Uh, clean fermentation overall, just some maybe some light apple esters, but not, not much there in terms of uh, you know picking up esters or anything off-flavored at all, so that was great. Um, appearance, black with a you know very, very dark brown head, but um, my, my bottle last night poured kind of the same way, which was not much head at all. Um, just a little bit of a lacing around around the around the the collar, pretty much of the glass. Um, opaque, really really dark. Obviously, um, flavor wise, got a deep dark chocolate flavor. It reminded me of like a, a a dark cocoa, like unsweetened cocoa in terms of flavor. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so it has kind of a, 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 a dr- very dry finish because of that. Um, Chewing on a baker's chocolate bar, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And that, some of that nutty char- character comes through in the flavor as well. And I also got this mint, a little bit of a mint zing mm. at the end, mm. too. Like a spearmint thing? Yeah, like okay. a spearmint, yeah. Mm. And it's not it's not in the aroma or not so much even up front in the flavor, but it's more of in the finish. I got a little bit of mintiness there. I have to dig for that. Um, no hot flavor. Um, once again, pretty clean in terms of fermentation. Not getting anything off there at all. Um, and also a little bit, a little bit of coffee as well. I always love when Brian talks about uh, diner coffee. I'm not sure I drink a lot of diner coffee enough. I got to spend more time in diners and drinking Free diner coffee. Three refills, man. Yeah, I got to make some crappy coffee at home maybe and figure that out. Yeah, um, no, that was my days before they opened good coffee shops all over the place. Uh, mouthfeel, a touch of astringency. Uh, Low warming, medium medium high body, uh, and low carbonation. Um, thought maybe the body I'd like to see a little bit more, a little more body on this. Um, and like I said, just especially you know the the drying sort of character as well. Maybe it's coming across as astringency and a little bit of the dark malt there too is is creating that perception. I think it's an interesting beer. I, I think for me the hardest part was getting through was the nuttiness. It reminded me. I made a peanut butter porter before, and it reminded me a lot of that. And as thinking of it as an imperial stout, just on its own, that nuttiness just seemed a little out of place. Um, so that was that was one one flaw that I thought uh, overall for overall impression. I, I kind of agreed with Brian that it was a little bit dry. I loved to see some more sweetness, so I would up it with some more maybe some more character malt, uh, maybe some lactose, maybe just make it a little bigger even something to kind of keep that sweetness around uh, in the finish because it comes off as kind of dry and sort of puckering at the end. Not, not, I don't mean puckering, but just sort of lingering sort of dryness. Um, like I said, like you're talking about yeah. like the baker's baker's chocolate sort of yeah. flavor in your mouth. Yeah, that's gonna help it. That'll bring it up. You know, if you bring it up, the strength won't hurt it. So that would yeah. that would bring up the sweetness too. Cool. And, and that's pretty much it. My overall score was a twenty-seven. Okay, Taylor. So uh, why don't you tell us how these scores lined up with uh, your NHC returns? If you if you indeed have those, and yeah. how it was declared yeah. for that? Yeah, uh, um, yeah I, I declared it as a thirty A. Um, and actually, um, uh, Keith, you were dead on. It, it, I actually use hazelnut coffee because um, okay. <laughs> that, that's true to um, the actual the, the, the style of Mexican chocolate I was going after. And then vanilla beans, cocoa nibs, and then even more cinnamon in, in secondary. I did that for two weeks. Um, and, and after tasting right before NHC, we decided to actually declare it as a chocolate peanut butter coffee stout. So that's what we huh. declared. That's, that's cool. I, then, I, love, I love the fact and that you then, tasted something and then chose what to enter it as by what it tasted like. So go ahead. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we entered it to what we tasted instead of what I actually was attempting to brew. And and, and they gave me a collective 33 on okay. it. So That's really good. Yeah. I mean, so, I think we yeah would, we're a little we would, lower than that because of the balance and the like trying to fit it into the style. But I think we would, we yeah, would, we yeah. would go higher they as weren't, well. I mean, both those. you guys were kind of thrown off by the, by the nuttiness and the hazelnut. And, you know, when I when I – claimed and, and uh, the peanut butter, which there's no peanut butter in it, but, you know, it tasted like peanut butter. They're like, oh, yeah, it's peanut butter. And so yeah. they just moved right past it. So, Yeah. It's pretty neat. If it tastes like that, yeah, go ahead yep. and declare it. <laughs> I'm actually drinking it right here with you guys. Yeah, so. cool. Awesome. It's a very enjoyable beer. I think it's it's nice and smooth. You did a really good job with your fermentation, keeping your yeast happy. No problems there. Um, so, yeah. Much better yeah, than I, uh, I, I actually. I, I wanted to keep it a little sweeter, and, and I knew I was using a lot of roast and and, and even the coffee. And um, I actually pulled it at uh, ten twenty nine, or uh, yeah, ten twenty nine. 
hmm. is what I pulled it at because I didn't want it to let it go too much lower. So how would I mean? Other than I really didn't want to throw lactose in it just because I didn't want to mess with the the, the creaminess too much because I did want that big bold kind of kind of stout. How how else would you recommend sweetening it up? Just just with boosting up the the, the alcohol on it and, and making it perceived sweeter that way. Because yeah, you get a little sweetness from the alcohol and it's going to finish higher. So right. double double. If okay. the alcohol is this clean and stays this clean, that would be that would be fine. It's an imperial okay. can go way up. What, what was your starting right. gravity? Uh, I started at ten ninety four. Okay. Yeah, you can go up towards eleven hundred and be fine. <laughs> right. And they, some of them can finish in the ten thirties, and you know, no problem. <laughs> I've had some right. great ones in the ten thirties. Yeah. Yeah, wow. the, one, the one you tasted recently that I made, uh, it was like third and best to show at a competition, the barrel-aged one. It was like 11.20 to start, and I finished at like 10.36 or 10.38, something like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to be an yeah, imperial stout, and then Brian tasted it. He's like, this tastes like a more like a sweet stout to me, so I ended up entering it as an imperial sweet stout, thanks to Brian's recommendation. <laughs> and it did a lot better that way than it would have cool. been as an imperial stout. But, yeah, it's kind of finding that, like tasting it and saying what it, you know. But I think for us, like just for tasting-wise, yeah, I think – yeah, making it a little bit bigger would easily make the make it you know, give that sweetness that you know versus you know adding lactose okay. or something like that. I don't, you know, I'm not sure what else. You know, I mean, you, you can more, va- more vanilla. You know, I don't want to put more way more vanilla in this. You said you 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 had some vanilla. Is that true? Is that, I forget what you said. If you had. yeah, I just I, what I, I didn't really want to. Well, I didn't want the vanilla to shine, uh, but I've heard that vanilla in small notes can actually carry chocolate mm-hmm. and yep. make the chocolate more bright. So I just used the vanilla as just a way to carry that. Gotcha. That, that might chocolate. be what it did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Interesting. Is, so. The chocolate is big, and it is shining through really, really strongly. So the cinnamon doesn't come through to me very much at all. I it's didn't just, get the cinnamon either. There's, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and, and I didn't either, and that's why I didn't claim it. I, yeah. just, I just let it kind of fall mm-hmm. out and Background perceived it as probably but, some of the bitters and yeah. maybe some of that biting astringency that, that you got off of it. What did you use Might for have cinnamon? Been that. Sorry, I'm... Um, I put I put the cinnamon stick in um, uh, with five minutes left in the boil. Okay, yeah. I, I really like Saigon cinnamon. I think I did one more in secondary too. Okay, I really I really like Saigon cinnamon. It, it also gives you a little bit of sweet character versus like a traditional cinnamon stick. Like Saigon cinnamon has this nice sweetness to it. So if you're thinking about right. the beer again, yeah. give that give that a shot. It's an interesting. No, uh, yeah, yeah. and it's funny tasting this beer and and listening to what you were going for because I can kind of taste. I can imagine what the beer you were going for would taste like with the cinnamon a little more prominent, yeah. like a Mexican chocolate kind of thing would be really cool if you could get it to work. So you can keep it, trying right. to steer it that direction and, and make a you know, uh, Mexican coffee, chocolate, uh, beer, um, whatever it's – what is it modeled after? Is there a beer like that out there? There's a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A Braxis is one. We okay. get around here in the Midwest, but mm. it would just knock my socks off when I had it this year. I just – I can't have enough of it. I'll have to look for that Cigar, Cigar City is the uh – uh, Hunapu or whatever the hell it's called. I can't remember the pronunciation, but I've done, I've done like two, I've yeah, done two or three like, of them myself. Yeah. They, all of the bomb back down in Oklahoma, the yep. bomb variants, they, uh, okay. they do a yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Clown, yeah. Clown Shoes has yeah. one, too. It's yeah. like, yeah. And the bomb, yeah, you can really taste the chili and the spice. Yeah, it really comes through. All those different flavors yeah. somehow come through in that huge. Yeah, well, I think that was this winter's haze craze thing going Yeah. So. I jumped on the bandwagon of that one just because I really enjoyed it. You would do that. It's typical Taylor. That's what a typical (laughs) fucking Taylor, dude. I'm telling you. you, Next year is going to be the diacetyl IPA craze. So just get ready. You're ahead of the curve. Yeah. 
No, it's a lot of ingredients. Of the grist is buttered popcorn. <laughs> I love it. A lot of ingredients to balance out in this one. So you know, I, I'm glad you did what you. How did you score? I'm glad you did what you did and, and declared it like you did because that made sense. Uh, yeah, no, they you gave did, us yeah, you got 33. That's right. Collective. Yeah. So. And you didn't. You, you didn't pass on to second round. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So well, yeah. That'd have been tough. You couldn't rebrew. That's for sure. Did, did they fill out the yeah. checklist score sheets properly? <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they they kind of did. This new checkbox thing is a little funky. Mm. I, we don't. I don't get as much feedback as as I used to. But you yeah. know, they wrote some notes. Mostly, it was all checkboxes. So it that's, is what it is. That's why you have us. Yeah, it, that's, like, right. I love, that's right. I love writing, and that's part of the reason I'm a judge. And when I'm handed a, a checkbox, it's like being a data entry clerk. I'm like, okay, let me log the data for this beer. Right. It's just so boring. Right. Yeah, and actually, yeah. I just uh, I'm, I'm actually going to judge my first competition coming up. I think it's in in June. I'm 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 just going in as an amateur, and I'm going to sit next to our homebrew club as nice. several uh, BJCP judges, and I'll, yeah. I'll sit next to one of them and kind of learn the ropes and steward for them a little bit, basically be their bitch for the day and try That's to learn great. stuff. Hey man, okay. everyone needs to be a bitch at one, at one point in their life. And remember, it's not, right? it's not what's wrong with the beer. It's what's not to style with the beer. Right. Yeah. And, and, That's if, the important and if you thing. don't like that style of beer, don't fucking judge it. Exactly. Right. That's what untapped is for. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Taylor, if that's it, man, I'll let you go. Yeah, dude, that's all I got. All right, cool. Oh, thanks for sharing. That was a fun right, beer. Thanks, yeah. Th- thanks to you. Cheers. Later. Oh, I remember him now. I think he was yeah. the guy who kept claiming our word dude. Dude. He said dude like 12 times. Like, I that's forgot, our word, I forgot dude. to ask him about yeast strain and water in that, in that <sighs> conversation. You didn't Damn go through your checklist. Yeah, that's why, you, see, checklists are good. They're important. <laughs> Speaking of good things, uh, this is about Grog Tag. Your dad has helped you out over the years, so why not help him out for a change? Get the man some Grog Tags. Head on over to grogtag.com and design him some custom labels that only a father could love. Or grab a gift certificate and let him get creative. He can choose from dozens of labels for his beer and winemaking, or some custom custom caps, coasters, or even a metal sign. Whatever he chooses, he'll have you to thank for a change. Head over to grogtag.com and enter code BNARMY at checkout to take 10% off your next order. That's grogtag.com. Apparently, uh, Father's Day is coming up. I hope someday soon. my son will, you know, you know, buy me up your sign from grogtag. That'd be pretty good, dude. Maybe he can get you like a, a grogtag cane. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, he would try to find the one with trains on it, but yeah. No. Hey, man, he can he can throw a train on the on the labels over there. Yeah, you can throw man. whatever you want. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a, a fast break, and then we're gonna come back with John talk some uh, wheat beer. It's Doctor Homebrew. Hang on, we'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star treatment today. 
Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right. Thanks for stu- thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, Students, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for staying with us. And then I was mixing that with thanks for tuning in. We should have John on the line. John, are you with us, my friend? Dr. John. I'm here. All right. How you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you? Not too bad hey, myself. Welcome. We are we are twins today. Uh, and you sent in a wheat beer, which we haven't had too many... Wheat beers on the show, have we? This isn't really not a style no. that's well represented on our show, so I'm kind of glad. I like that. Right on. How long cool. have you been uh, homebrewing, man? Only about a year, actually. Okay. So I started, uh, yeah, last last year about this time. Oh wow! It's like an anniversary so beer. Kind of got, <laughs> yeah, kind of got thrown into the deep end. Uh, I was uh, sort of gifted my father father in law's setup. So I went straight into all grain, straight into kegging. Oh, jeez. Uh, I was like, are you fermenting in plastic buckets with uh, extract? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just jumped yep, at it. No. God, why didn't I do that? Yeah. I taught my I'm brother sorry? how to I taught my brother how to homebrew and he started off all grain. Like I just showed him how to do it. He's like, Oh, this is pretty easy. You know, if you just have someone show yeah. you how to do it, it's not that bad. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um do you are you a, a big fan of wheat beer? This is a, a an American wheat, right? It's clear and all it that is, kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh is that is that is that your yeah. kind of go to style? Uh I'd say my go to is more the IPA, but I do love a good wheat and, and uh this has kind of become a favorite of the wives of, of the ones that I've made. So there you go. I uh the wives that you made keep it around. <laughs> the wives that you made, but <laughs> oh. this is his, fa- the, his wife's favorite beer that he has made. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, no weird science going on. No yeah, that'd be great, because then I want the recipe for wives. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Keith, why don't you go ahead and uh, and, and figuratively sure. jump into John's beer? <laughs> it's better than literally doing it, I imagine. Uh, Maybe. Okay. We don't know. There's okay. not enough of it. Okay. It was uh, served in a stubby <laughs> bottle. Just wouldn't call that out. Like, just, you know, in a, on a score sheet, you always list with, you know, comments about the bottle inspection. So no, no problem there. Just wanted to. To mention that just for fun. Uh, okay, so I got a, a medium citrusy hop character. Reminds me of pineapple, orange, and maybe a little bit of a tropical note there too. Uh, maybe mango or or a little bit of passion fruit. Um, moderate light grainy character, slightly bready, uh, low sweet malt. Overall, the the yeast character is very clean. Um, I'm getting as it warmed last night when I was drinking this. Got a little bit of a, a tea like character from from the hops, I believe. Um, overall, though, I think mostly to style, but I think a little bit, a little bit high in terms of uh, the uh, hop character. Sorry, uh, color-wise, deep gold. Um, 
pretty deep gold. I would say it's a little bit high in, in terms of you know color for style. I think um, American wheats are usually a little bit lighter than this. Um, Whitehead, not it pours. It's really white. It's great, great color foam around the, but not a really big pour initially. You know, not not sorry, not a big head initially, but it is a really long lasting head. But I would expect to see a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger head uh, right out of the gate there. Um, nearly brilliantly clear, which is acceptable. This one looks. I think my my room where I was judging last night was a little bit dark. It's a <laughs> little bit, maybe not quite brilliantly clear, but pretty darn clear. Looks looks pretty um, pretty pretty. Sorry. Uh, medium medium low uh, medium low malt sweetness. Slightly doughy character. Um, again, getting that citrus malt citrus hop. Sorry, um, orange and pineapple. Um, in some ways, it, in, in that the tropical character is reminiscent of like sort of a Sauvignon Blanc sort of uh, wine, and it also finishes mm-hmm. pretty dry like that as well. Um, although the balance overall, you know, balance overall leans towards the hops in this beer. One second, um, getting a, a, a tiny bit of oxidation, a little bit of cardboard, a little papery um, finishes. Fairly dry, but there's—I mean, there's a good amount of sweetness. So I think actually, I think say balance is, is nearly even in this beer. Getting just a hint of saltiness from the water. Uh, Mouthfeel, um, slightly astringent finish. Finish. Um, getting a little bit of grape skin character from that. Uh, <coughs> medium low carbonation. Plus carbonation could be a little bit higher for the style, and no warming and a medium low body. So, overall impression, I really, I really enjoy the hop character. I really like the, the way that orange and pineapple jumped out with a little bit of the tropical fruit flavor as well. Um, balance is nearly even. I think that's good as well. I think the carbonation could be bumped up somewhat. Um, and maybe even uh, the water, like I said, the water seems a little bit salty. I'd consider thinking about, you know, your water and, and you, know, you know, ask. I'd love to ask you when we're done with this, what, what you're doing with water in general um, what you know, what you're using there, um, but overall, I think the I really liked the beer. I just thought it was a little bit too hop forward for an American wheat. Um, I think it's enjoyable, you know, but in terms of the style, I thought it was a little bit more than moderate. Like an American wheat is generally a moderate sort of hop beer. Uh, this was maybe medium high, so a little bit past the moderate moderate range. Overall, though, I did. I mean, really, to like, I would I would sit around. I would enjoy sitting around outside on a warm. Uh, Warm evening or day drinking this beer, so I gave it a 32. Perfect. Right. I mean, you know, this hop hop creep is, affects us all. We have I have a pale ale here in my hand that I got poured for me at the bar that tastes like the hops of an IPA. I'm like, it's well, it's a session IPA. Oh right, okay. it's called a pale ale now. So hop creep affects us everything a little bit differently, and I think that. Americans just overhop everything. Any pills that you get from an American brewery is going to just have way too many hops in it. If you went to Germany, you had the same thing. An American wheat, probably the same thing. So um, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. So you're, you're done. You're done with your. Uh, sports <laughs> yeah. Wait, what did you get them then? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I. I liked. Um, I liked the aroma on this beer a lot. I thought it had a pleasant, weedy, bready, grainy aroma up front. I did get a, a medium-low citrusy hop, which kind of poked out there a little bit. But to me, it wasn't offensive. It didn't come through like the level of a pale ale, or a, you know, it wasn't like wow, there's just all kinds of tangerine and 
and and uh, limes in here. It wasn't like that. Not a fruit fruit punch bowl. Um, clean ale fermentation, very clean. Moderate apple, pear, fruity esters. No DMS or diacetyl. It's pretty clean. Um, I'm trying to dig for the oxidation. I'm not getting a big cardboard here or anything like that. That's it seemed clean to me. Um, appearance wise, it's a light gold with a. I, I did see a slight haze. This one's. Yeah, the same thing. You can see through it pretty clearly, but it's it got a slight haze to it. Isn't light gold, though? It was a little bit darker than light uh, gold to me. Like, uh, me- it looks like a medium gold? Me- I think it was medium dark gold. But yeah. Okay. But not the nitpick. Yeah. It's, uh, the head was a low, white-colored foam stand, mostly finer bubbles, but, yeah, it did fade to a surface cover pretty quickly. and um, But it was fairly easily roused, too, so... Yeah, I knocked it down a point on the appearance, but uh, you can have a little haze in these. That's fine. That it wasn't for the haze. Just yeah, the head head should pop up there and stick up for a while. Uh, Flavor wise, very pleasant and uh, flavorful malt notes. A bready, wheat like quality to it. It finishes medium dry. Not too much sweetness. Um, to me, that gave it a nice a nice balance. The malt comes across with a lot of nice grainy flavors a little bit of wheat like and just you know bread and uh, not too much sweetness making it too syrupy or something um so in that way it was nice and refreshing uh definitely a clean fermentation low bitterness as hoped uh low citrusy hop note and uh just a malty dry aftertaste it just it, it dries off and the malt stays there with you uh for quite a while so it's a very flavorful beer for a uh, for an American wheat, which I think it was normally kind of a boring beer that I don't I don't drink that often. It really is. <laughs> um, I mean, and it was one of the the harbingers of the craft beer renaissance. That you mm-hmm. know, I was like, "Here's a wheat beer. Here's an American yeah. wheat beer. Taste this next to a freaking Budweiser, and it's right. And it's, it's got a lot oddly of similar. It's, no, <laughs> not not this one, but um, no. American wheat beer in general. You yeah. know, it's uh, now it's like like a Widmer seems like so a, pedestrian. Yeah. But, right? Yeah, yeah for but, sure. Yeah. Now, I also must have mentioned that it was probably still like, you know, 85 or 90, you know, it was, it was, it was warmer at my house where I judged it in the East Bay compared to where Keith lives in San Francisco and it was probably 50 degrees. So this was hitting the spot for me last night when I was like sipping that and I'm like, and it was the, the first beer I judged. I came home from work, sweaty hot, shit. sweaty, yeah. I want a beer. I'm like, oh, I got to crank through these, you know, Dr. Homebrew beers. Here we go. What do we got? And that hit the spot. I, it was nice for the moment for me. Good. Body-wise, medium yeah. light, medium light body, medium carbonation, crisp, not very creamy. I didn't get any astringency really. Uh, no alcohol warmth. It was really quite thirst quenching, and that's 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 what I liked about it. It's just as as declared, just a thirst quenching wheat beer for a for a hot summer afternoon. Yeah, it's not summer yet, but anyway. Um, Tell so that yeah, to my overall. Promoter. Nice wheat beer. Excellent brewing techniques and ingredients are obvious. Uh, the malt shines through as it should. Uh, the dryness is in a nice place. Uh, the bitterness is out of the way. It goes down quite smoothly. Um, could lighten up the color touch. Uh, the the uh, a hint more bitterness wouldn't even hurt it because it was it was really out of the way. But it's nice as it is. But I would definitely also back off uh, just the aroma hops a little bit because it. You don't want to drift too much towards... If you want a classic American wheat, you don't want to drift too much towards pale ale category. Uh, so, yeah. But I give it a 38. I really like this beer. I thought it was it was uh, excellent. All right, 38. Right That's great. Um, John, you want to go through the recipe real fast before we get into any questions you have for the guys? 
Yeah, absolutely. So it was a 10-gallon batch, uh, and there's nine pounds of wheat malt, white wheat, nine pounds of two-row, uh, two pounds of honey malt, hmm. two pounds of honey biscuits, and a pound of flaked wheat. Was the wow. uh, that was the malts, and then the hops. It's 100% mosaic hops, so it's hmm. uh, <clears throat> half an ounce uh, first wort hops and uh, ounce and a half at 15 minutes, two ounces at flame out, and uh, an ounce each in each uh, five gallon. First wort hopping, yeah, in the 10 gallon, a wheat beer. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me with some of the things that I said about you know. Patting myself on the back a little bit, but you know, like, uh, do you need help? Tropical hops. <laughs> Ryan, come over here and pat me on the back. Uh, okay. But no, the orange pineapple and just sort of the tropical fruit, yeah. like mosaics, known as being sort of like the all hop sort of thing that has all of those flavors. In yeah. It. So that would that would kind yeah. of explain a lot of those a lot of those uh, characteristics. I wouldn't think of it to be a great beer to use in a wheat beer, but it actually does work to me. Oh, the hops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if anything, uh, the the honey malt's a little. Like the, to me, there's too much. There's too much body, yeah, so it's not as refreshing as I would want it to be. But it's not. I, I'm not drinking it. It's, I'm not brewing it for I, me. So, and that's giving <laughs> it a little color too. Yeah, the, and that might be. I was thinking that might be where you got some of that oxidation. Exactly. Thought. That's exactly it's what like, I was thinking about too. After you said that, when yeah, beer starts like, to oxidize, first it yeah. goes to honey, then yeah. it goes to paper. Exactly. You're, to- you're totally right, Brian. Oh, there. so so I was you, picking up oxidation. It was really just the honey malt. The honey and malt. After okay. you said honey malt, I'm like, ding, that makes sense. Yeah, that was exactly it. Interesting. Okay. Well, hey, John, do you have any questions for the uh, for the guys here? Uh, so I don't do anything with my water at this point because I'm yeah. still getting going on the process. I'm just using our city water, which is pretty clean. Um, I don't have any reports on it, but uh, it's pretty pretty soft uh, city water. So um, filtered or straight out of the you tub. You said you were getting some kind of saltiness to that. I don't, what John, uh, what would you do to? Well, I guess John, where where are you located? Where what where on the country? Uh, I'm in uh, in Western Washington, so okay. kind of about an hour north of Seattle. Okay. Do you carbon filter your water? I do not. You're close to a lot of mountains and stuff. Yeah, yeah I think I would still. Mm-hmm. I would definitely. That's nothing to do with saltiness at all. But I would still carbon filter or at least use Camden tabs or, or something just because I know there's got to be something in your water supply, either chloramines or uh, chloramines, whatever the pronunciation there is, or, or chlorine or chlorars. Chlorine. Yeah. Anything with the CL in it. Um, yeah. I think it's great to use a charcoal filter with that or some, you know, just to just run it slow. That's not, that's not the saltiness at all. That's one of the early improvements you make mm-hmm. in your home brewing. After about yeah. a year, you buy yourself a carbon filter. <laughs> not so you're not right, sooner. You're right there, John. You're right there. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't hurt, like, you know, Ward Labs, which they should be a sponsor for the show. I don't think they are right now, but maybe they're listening and uh, will become. But you can send out a a sample there or somebody, you know, if you're in a club, have the club send out a sample and get, you know, uh, get some you know numbers back and see where your sodium is, where your buy an iDip. That's what you do. There you go. Go to smartbrewkit.com, buy an iDip. Right. And then your whole club can use it, too. Have your club invest in it. All those dudes got to go somewhere, right? Yeah. Make your club pay yep. for it and let yep. you store it at your house because it was your idea. Yes. But <laughs> if you have soft water naturally to start, then they're, it's probably just my me being a little bit off more than it. You know, I had some Korean barbecue chips right before I uh, tasted the sample right now. Salty. Uh, Everything we shouldn't salty. do as judges. Uh, exactly. But, um, yeah. I taste, I taste barbecue and salt. What is your club up there? Uh, the Stilly Mashers is the name okay. of the club. Yeah. 
You know, we should let everybody give their club a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? And, and what kind of yeah. yeast uh, did he use in this beer? Uh, this was the Y Yeast 1010, so it mm-hmm. specifically says, you know, American wheat. Widmer, whatever. Probably. Did what it's supposed to, yeah, yeah. Probably derived from an all yeast originally. Yeah, and it's, or it's, they say it gives it a little bit of a, a tart finish, which I've, I've found, because I've made this another time with. Uh, uh, USO five and uh, I like it better with the ten ten. It gives a little bit of a tart finish. So. Mm. Nice, yeah. I'll okay, interested in trying that yeast now after tra- tasting this. So, yeah. Well, John, if that's uh, if that's it, we'll let you go to bed, man. Well, not to bed. Right. Just, yeah, it's, it's, it's still pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so used to talking people to people on the East Coast and the Midwest where they're like, like, it's like bed, you 2.30 tired. in the morning. Can I get on earlier? And uh, I'm like, no. It's 8.30. Yeah. Yeah. You sound tired. Do you go to bed, John. <laughs> right go on. to bed. Thanks, guys. Just kidding. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, dude. Thanks for sharing it. Yeah, that was good. Thank beer. you. Bye. I liked the beer. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought it was pretty... Pretty darn good. Okay, so we're time to give. Uh, we're, t- we're time. We're time to do the things. Now is the time. Uh, we're going to give some stuff away. Um, not only are we, of course, giving our forty dollars grog tag gift certificate away, uh, but today is the beer bug giveaway. Oh, we're going to give away a beer bug on the show today, and I'm pretty excited about that. So, Brian, you are the keeper of the numbers, young man. Um, who gets what? Uh Okay, we're gonna give Taylor the uh, the uh, grog tags. All right, yay, Taylor, good job, buddy. Nice work. And John gets the beer bug. All right, good job, John. Taylor, I think yay. The Taylor probably got the grog tags last he time got too. The he can get time. a really nice sign now. <laughs> oh, but that that beer was good. Yeah, if we had if we had it declared right. That beer would have made more sense to me. I was tasting it as an imperial stout, and I was like, "Oh man, something different going on here. Yeah. So many different things." What is it? Well, thank you very much uh, to the folks at Beerbug. You can go to thebeerbug.com and learn more about their device and how they can keep you on track for fermentation. Uh, know when to pull your beer, know when to pull your mead, know when to add all your adjuncts and do dry hopping and all that kind of fun stuff. Thebeerbug.com. Check them out. They're they're good dudes. I think they're going to be at NHC as well. So uh, be sure to stop by their booth and learn more and then of course please tell them that you heard about them through our show specifically dr homebrew because we're just we're kind of the best not really um, what hey. this uh, so keith is pouring dishwater for everybody dishwater this, this is uh, i'm quoting <laughs> give me uh, some destroyer or, or you know uh dan behar don't become the thing that you hated and i, I just did that now i made a new england ipa which pour me know. some please if you don't mind, so I can, I need an. Ex- I haven't purged in a while, so I need to puke. What, um, thank you. All right, everybody. It's been Doctor Homebrew. Thank you to John and thank you to Taylor for sending in your beers. Thank you to Grog Tags and uh, GrogTag.com, not specifically plural, but just the website in general, and TheBeerBug.com for being sponsors of the show. Yeah. And of course, thank you to all our other sponsors. And last but definitely not least, thank you to Five Star. Go to Five Star Chemicals. Learn everything about you need to know about things and stuff to clean and sanitize and do all the fun things that real big boy breweries do, but for your home. Because who wants to go into debt? And thank you to Juicy Cloudy Beer. Take a sip, JP. Uh, 